You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Listener discretion is advised in this episode. The views and opinions that are expressed by Jordan do not necessarily reflect their views or opinions of Eric or Movie Guys podcast. There is going to be some language and things that are happening in this episode. Just a fair warning. We're talking about Halloween ends. Eric, how the hell are you doing? I'm I'm more excited not to talk about the movie, but to hear you talk about it. This is a bit more of a of, of a passion following for you than it is for me. Right. I hear Halloween ends and it's just like, all right, finally. This is this is it, right? This is the, the last, last, last one. Mm-mm. No, this is number thirteen though in the Halloween franchise. Lucky number thirteen. Well, that makes <laughs> so it makes it significant to a to an extent, right? Almost like six seasons in a movie. Like this has got to be the special one, right? Right. I mean, Freddy didn't get thirteen movies. Jason, Jason's still in limbo. You would think that it would have thirteen movies for Jason, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Halloween ends. Now, the reason why I gave that little fun disclaimer in the beginning of the episode here is because of well, a few reasons. I'm coming over a cold, so sorry, <clears throat> people, if I sound weird. Um, we don't swear much in the show, but I, I, I feel like as I start, I can't contain myself. And then I feel like I will be contained. And then by the end, I'm not going to contain myself. Because I, I mean, we used I mean, to be some truckers on this show, but I, I think that's why that's why I'm warning people like you thought I was pissed at Songbird. Just wait, assholes. I'm getting ready. All right. Well, I, I, this is even more reason why I'm excited to hear you uh, talk oh, about this. And you had said that you weren't going to rant, but I, I feel like you were just putting some, some Jordan spin on it and being like, oh, no, I'm not going to rant. And by rant, I mean not do what you think. It's like, no, no, I think I think you're getting keyed up for it. I think you're, you're going to get ready. And um, I'm excited because cause what's – okay. Flat out before we go into what did you expect yeah. from this movie? This is the this is the the third one in the in the right the new uh, Danny McBride version. Uh, they call it the H forty trilogy. So uh, yeah, this is the third and final one. What I was expecting was since uh, two thousand eighteen and Halloween Kills happened in the same night. Um, I was expecting that. You know, I was expecting the third one. It's called Halloween Ends. What a great title. You know, Halloween, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. I'm thinking it's going to be the same night. I'm thinking we're going to get more of the town. I'm thinking we're going to get more of the escaped patients that haven't been captured yet. Um, I wanted that mob mentality to go even further. Um, the, the, uh, The death of Tommy Doyle and does he have children? How would they feel about that? These find that that is that their dad died. All these different things. Um, I was ready for. I was ready to just have a closed chapter. And just like my issue with with Last Blood, Rambo, Last Blood, Jamie and Michael both need to die. Both need to. Yeah, sure. It, it kind of completes the story, right? Their uh, their tale, their saga, their their journey. Mm. So if it does that, so now I sent you a Facebook thing that's just circling the internet. People's loving this um, about the title screens and the themes. Did you actually read that? That I sent that to you. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, not all the way to the to the extent that you did, but here, let me pull it up right now. Because all I want you to pay attention to is the second picture that I sent you, and it is comparing the title cards. Well, yeah, because of uh, of course, when you talk about this movie, you're talking about its uh, pop culture, you know, unique uh, flavors that have have stuck stuck around. One of them being the theme music, right? And of course, the title card. John Carpenter does a great job of of being minimal but being memorable, right? Right. So just black backdrop, um, unique font. Uh, orange text, Halloween, flat out. That's what it is. Let me pull it up here. The other thing was the uh, was the pumpkins. Right. I'm not talking about that. I want you to because 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 this is a fan theory that I'm trying that's been racking my brain here for a while. If you look at that second picture mm-hmm. to the left, you got Halloween, the original, and you got the 2018 Halloween, and it's the same font, same color. And one would argue that the 2018. Halloween is pretty much a remake of the original. If you go to the second Halloween, Halloween 2, with Halloween Kills, the same W, the same kind of ease, same font, same size, and everything. Look at the third one, Season of the Witch. It has that, just your minimum in that blue title, right? Yeah. With the blue letters. The point of me trying to tell you this is that, is David Gordon Green, and here I go, is he an asshole? Or is he a fucking genius? Because Season of the Witch was part three, and this is part three. I mean, this this is his season of the witch. This has nothing to do with the franchise. Nothing. The season of the witch. No. So I, he, so he so 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 he took the title card. You see what I'm trying to tell you? I think he he's putting an Easter egg in there for the Uber fans like yourself. I'm telling you, dude. Either either he's a genius or he's an asshole. I don't know which one yet. A little bit of both, but I think I think that's just kind of pandering to the to the uh, elites like yourself. That's it works. Oh. Obviously, if there's Facebook articles that you're passing around, um, but that's that's the whole point of this, right? Was to almost uh, respect, not necessarily an homage, but because he wants to do something on his own, but respect where it came from, the roots. Sure. Um, sure. I, I, I guess. I don't know what he's trying to pull here. So I saw this movie three times, and that's not that's no flair. That's no for show stuff. I saw this movie three times, twice yesterday. Uh, because oh, on I, Peacock? Not, you didn't go in theaters? No, I did not go to see the theaters because I was already spoiled with some stuff that people have said. I'm like, I'm not going to go to the theaters. And... Um, I'm dead serious. Like I saw it twice. I watched it back to back yesterday. I had to go fix my wife's car, came home, and I watched it back to back because I had a stink face on from credit to credit. Like just confusion of why is this a part three? So one more thing, and then we can get into it, Eric, because I'm sure you have questions for me. I would argue that Halloween Kills is kind of like this trilogy's empire, right? Because the bad guys win. There's multiple stories following different characters, and they all come together at the end, and the bad guys win, right? Would you agree with me on that? Kind of like Empire Strikes Back? Uh, you're comparing a trilogy to one movie? What I'm saying is that Halloween Kills, the second one. Oh, that oh, is yes, That yeah, is, yeah. That is this trilogy's you. empire, okay? Yeah. What yeah. if I would have told you, this is how I feel about this movie, Halloween Ends. What if I would have told you that Return of the Jedi... The whole movie takes place at Jabba's palace 
Luke's not even in it. Vader's not even in it. And the last 10 minutes, Luke and Vader fight. Because <laughs> that's exactly what happened in this movie. That's a solid comparison. That That is, is really... Keep going. No, it's just it's just like an empire. I'm going remember... to let you preach. Go ahead. It's just that an empire, you leave that movie feeling defeated. You feel that movie going, oh, you know, and just like so many questions. And you leave kind of Halloween kills like that, right? You, the bad guys win and so many questions. And what are they going to do for the third one? What are they going to do for the third one? It's the last one, you know? And then it's like, oh, we're in Jabba's palace following a, a, a slug. And Princess Leia is a slave. And what? For two hours. Now, I uh, I actually clocked on, um, since I'm on Peacock, I got a chance to do the pause for Wino. So 41 minutes on the dot until we get a glimpse of Michael Myers in this hour, 50-minute film. Yeah, th- this is another strange thing because you wonder where it's going to go. And the movie picks off, uh, picks up, excuse me, uh, where the last movie left off four years later. And it just seems like, I don't know, like, like a lot should have happened, you know, like almost like that town should probably not have a Halloween, you know, anymore. Like it just seems like that's an appropriate response or have a Halloween with like extra precaution, especially because this town seems to have a history of it. And the person wasn't caught like, you know, like Michael Myers is still out there and you still have people like making fun of the family for it so right wasn't this it was a national tragedy and it's just like oh you're that weirdo you know whose brother came around and killed everybody type you know it's just like well nothing seems to really make make so uh, much sense in as far as uh the timeline and i mean like it make it lines up but it just seems like why like why? No why air. was there four years? Why did this kid come in, our our new kind of main villain? Uh, you know why is he coming in here? Uh, what's the significance with the opening of um, the family, the kids, uh, death of uh, the staircase? Like you know, it just seems like. Uh, is it trying to show that the spirit of Michael Myers lives on? Yeah, yeah, see, that's where we're going to get into, like, you know, the, again, I apologize, but when I, I get wanna, upset, I was jumping I swear. ahead, sorry. No, 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 I was, no, no, I was uh, talking, no, I was, I was, I was, I was talking about the Cult of Thorn, like, I'm wondering, that's what they're doing with Halloween 4, 5, and 6, and it's just like, please don't do this, like, I mean, don't do this Cult of Thorn, just don't do it, um, and that's what they kind of did when you have this evil that can be transferred, it's just, ugh. Also, they try to explain uh, a lot of the uh, of the stuff too, like Michael Myers is uh, gone for four years, living in a sewer. Right. Um, although the I guess the the fear of him is still very much present, but he's there just like chilling, just like recovering, sleeping. For what? For what? This okay? <laughs> because because I guess yeah. he's injured and he's always just like kind of slow moving. And so whenever he gets really, really injured, like I would imagine maybe shot from the from the 70s and falling out of a house in the 70s and stabbed and everything else. And he just went to go lie in the dirt for uh, a couple decades to recoup and recover. And then he finally got up and and did his thing. Now he's injured again. He has to go back underground and 
and sleep and, and recover kind of like a Pennywise. Uh, I think you had mentioned that before. But um, now we have an explanation because they go into, and again, I'm no jumping ahead, but we can go back to where um, killing helps him recover. and Right, makes him stronger. But okay, um, let's go back because we're, we're uh, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. The, the, this new character, uh, Corey. 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 Um, we get introduced to him in the beginning in, in this family uh, as a, him as a babysitter, right? Well, um, he was, he was, yeah, he was, um, he was their, he was their gardener, and 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 of course, this movie's so stupid. Uh, the kid comes in as a, Corey is their gardener at this rich person's house, this couple's house with their little kid, and, and the dad even makes fun of Corey, right? The dad's just like, "You're not a good gardener, but you can watch your kid." He's not a babysitter. He he just he's just helping out. He's 21 years old. He's helping out the family for a year. A year later. Because because in Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills, that's is Halloween 2018. Mm-hmm. So this is a year later in 2019. So Michael's been gone for a year. Yes. Right. I hate this guy. <laughs> what like like casting wise or or what? I hate this whole idea of Corey. You, you know, I'm beginning to like the Rob Zombie movies more. You know, I I just. Oh. What makes because what makes Michael Myers scary is that he was just a kid that snapped, no rhyme or reason, right? Right. Like not not to quote Scream, but do we know why Hannibal Lecter likes to eat people? No. Do we know why Norman Bates is crazy with his mom? No. That's kind of the point, right? Like I mean, yeah, I guess we kind of do now with the show, but I mean that took that took you know, five seasons, yeah. Right. I mean, it just it's it's better that way. That's why Michael Myers is not even credited as Michael Myers in the very first movie. He's credited as the shape. So he's just he's just he's just evil. So anyway, um so we yes, you're right. So we have Corey and we get this bratty kid and up oh, up oh, I don't know if you caught this Easter egg. In the original 1970 Halloween, Laurie Strode is babysitting these two kids. And they were watching the thing from the world. Nice. And then you and, I, you and I both know that John Carpenter remade the thing. So in this movie, they're watching the thing. <laughs> I get it. You want me to really, really piss you off? Do you know what David Gordon Green's new movie is after this? Is it the thing? Exorcist. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. good luck with that, buddy. It's been done before yeah. and it's failed. Good luck. Yeah. So uh, Jeremy locks this this Corey kid. We don't even know, right? Why are we here? Because again, it would be like last time I'm comparing this to Star Wars. It would be like an Empire Vader cutting off Luke's hand. Credits. It's like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Remember, at the end of Halloween Kills, people, Michael gets the crap beat out of him, and then he goes on a killing rampage, kills Tommy Doyle, kills all these people, and it ends, and it kills. He also kills uh, Lori's daughter. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where's this going to go? But no, we're going to start with this. And brutal death, uh, they're up like, what, three, four stories in this house. And uh, Corey's locked in and uh, Jeremy's locking him in. And Corey kicks it because he's getting trapped. The kid falls to his death, smacks his head on the freaking floor. That was a great death. I'll give it that. Yeah, man. Great, that was a great kill. That was, that was a rough death, man, for that kid. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I went back and rewound that multiple times. 
I just said that he landed and hit it on his head. But I don't know if the dummy fell weird and he was supposed to land on its head because the kid lands on his feet. It 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 doesn't matter to be honest. Like the how tall that kid was and how tall the banister was, like it, he shouldn't have fallen off anyway. But you know, like there's you know what I mean. Like there's no way right. even if that kid was on top of the stair and ran full force at it, like he would still be kind of like chin or neck high to the to the handrail on that. He wouldn't have flipped over. But it doesn't matter. Mike Myers lived it, in the sewer for four years, so right. Um, is 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 Corey guilty or in or or is he innocent? No, of course he's innocent, man. Like the asshole kid was was being an asshole, and uh, it was unfortunate, very unfortunate, that it came out the way that it did, and very untimely that uh, um, one the kid died, in that um, the parents came home like right at the the right moment with the knife in the hand too. Like first off, I what was that kid doing with the knife? You know, it just the like, kid did have a knife. He he did. The knife was on the. Uh, the bread uh, on the cutting board there uh, to cut the bread, and then when Corey was going oh, around yeah. again, it, the knife was yeah. gone. He found it on the steps. So it's like, yeah. oh, well, how did it get there then? We were supposed to obviously be made that it's just like Mike Myers like toying with him, um, which is again dumb, you know. Um, I don't think we're supposed to believe that Mike Myers is is toying with him. I David the Gordon is called Halloween is the opening sequence like you know yeah I know and and, and David Gordon Green is trying I mean I have read interviews with him and he's saying that this scene is saying that 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 Corey's always been evil we all have evil in us it's just it was laying dormant until this moment and it's like no fuck you it's not what this I, was, yeah this was this was an accident so now we go to Michael Myers four years you brought that up right so what happens right uh, he kills Lori's, uh, Lori's daughter. He kills all these town people. And then what? The townspeople don't go off trying to find him? Uh, we don't know what happens. They never talk about it. They said he attacked on Halloween night in 2018 and he's disappeared. Why? Why? Yeah. Uh, That's I, I, not how you do this movie. And I thought that cop got his got his shit rocked, too. Like, he's just... Hawkins. Yeah, and he's yeah. just kind of walking around, trying to trying to hit on Jamie Lee Curtis, like. Uh, they saved him in the beginning of Halloween Kills. Wasn't it like a, like a, a cut neck? Like, um, they... yeah, the um, the uh, doctor in uh, Halloween 2018 that wanted to see Michael in the wild, mm-hmm. right? Stabs him with a pen knife thing in his neck, and he lays him there for dead. And then the opening of Halloween Kills. Uh, was Allison's boyfriend that did the reverse Bonnie and Clyde thing. He found Hawkins, and Hawkins was claiming to life. So then Hawkins went to the hospital where Lori was in the hospital getting surgery on. So they were both saved um, at the hospital. And that's when they rekindled their romance. Yeah, jeez. What do you mean, jeez? We liked that movie. Mm-hmm. You gave it a large bag. No, I, I get it, but then I saw this movie... And it's just like, well, then, what was the point of this character, if right. if you yeah. just had him flirt for a few scenes, and and like that was it, like there was you didn't pursue that, they didn't, uh, no no one died, so it wasn't like a, of consequence, you right. know, where you build them up and then like Hawkins goes to save her and ends up dying to doing so finally, or right. you know, um, you, you know, whatever reason or that. Uh, Michael goes after her, him, and she tries to save him, and, you know, any piece, it's just, 
I don't know, like a fling that never was. It was just kind of like a acknowledgement, like, hey, you know, we've been, just, you know, we've been through a lot. I, I still like you. And she goes, okay, hi. See what... I'll see you at the store next week. You know, you always, you make me smile. You know, here's the thing. The reason why I'm really pissed about this is the reason why I've seen this so much, Eric, is because I don't think it's bad, but I'm pissed. And let me try to explain. It's not good. Well, no, I think it is. And, and, th- and this is why I'm pissed. If this was part one of this planned trilogy, mm-hmm. right? Again, another Star Wars reference. You know who Corey is? He's Darth Maul. That's exactly who Corey is. He's Darth Maul. He was he was this interesting villain that got killed off way too quickly. If this was part one in this new trilogy, right? Then I would go with it. Okay, let's follow Corey as the new Michael Myers, new blood, new breed. Okay, I'll go with that. The reason why I'm pissed is because this is the end of the trilogy, and this doesn't go with the last two films. It doesn't make sense. I'm with you on that's that. That's what that, I'm pissed about. That it's out of order, that it seems like um, he should have you know, emerged as a killer or any threat in one, kind of put himself as the role of like sidekick in two, or just died in two completely because he thought he was, you know, doing like this whole right. sidekick role. And then, you know, uh, the end of two or all of three is just Mike Myers being like, no, no, it's just, it's just me. It's just my show. Uh, right. Yeah. You, you know, and kind of going, you know, thanks for the kills. Because, because the reason why I like this movie is that this movie does have a lot to say. This movie does have a theme of trauma, of regret, of letting go of abuse uh, of 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 the mob collective opinion of somebody like it it has a lot of great themes that I'm interested in exploring. That's why I've seen this so much, Eric. Because I'm just like, is this really bad? I mean, like I I'm mad because I want what I want and I'm getting it, but then I'm not. It's it, yeah. So anyway, um, another thing that really makes me mad. It's four years later after the opening. Corey's now this picked on bully. He works as a mechanic for his stepdad at this junkyard, blah, blah. He gets picked on by band nerds? Stop it. Yeah, that's. And I'm getting. Stop it. That's ridiculous. Are you trying to be woke, David Gordon Green, and say band nerds are bullies too? No, they're not. I was in band in high school. They all did Adderall and had sex. That's what band nerds did. Don't. Oh, I'm so mad at that. That yeah. really infuriated me. That was so that was mad. kind of a, a a bother, but yeah, they try to make it so it was like more of a class thing, like rich kids and, and poor kids. But it's still, it's just like it seemed very like eighties, you know, kind of Which is, you know, hey, look, it's the nerd, and yeah. uh, you know, it, the the way that they all knew. That's the other thing too is in these movies they all know who the person is. Hey, aren't you that person? You know, it's just it's just like no teenager. You know, is watches the six o'clock news and remembers the face from three years ago that you know was well, hold was on. Pl- blasted one. No, 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 no. We, we if you want to do this this whole small town thing, I understand. That's that what it too. is. But uh, no, because listen, I, I've I've grown up in in you know, I've seen smaller towns too. And when big news happens, it's just like okay, it's it's hot for for the year that it's around. Maybe if it's a big thing, but after a while, it it fades and. To ask people, especially especially those kids, to remember a face, is it? I I just don't see it. But uh, well, 
Again, well, no, no. Yeah. If you're to say, oh no, no, Eric, they will, uh, and of course they remember that, but then they forget about the the Michael Meyer murders that happened. You know, the the same year they remember that kid, but they're not going to remember the murders that seem to. They seem to just be like, oh yeah, we remember all these bad things happen. All right, you better wear a jacket tonight. It's going to get real <laughs> cold out, you know. We'll see. Corey goes to the Corey's free uh, for people who are trying to follow along to the role of place. Uh, Corey is free. He was he was uh, found not guilty. So it's been four years from the death of this kid, this accidental death. Corey, like I said, works in a junkyard. He's kind of a loner. He uh, everybody kind of in town goes. That's the guy. The scene that we're talking about is he goes to a gas station to get something to drink milk. And these kids, when he walks out, they're like, hey, man, we're trying to celebrate tonight. Can you give us some beer? And he's like, nah, I can't do that. And then that's when the band nerds are like, oh, my God, you're that kid who killed that kid four years ago. Now, what I was arguing with you about was Laurie Strode just so happens to show up. And they're like, oh, my God, you're the you're the freak, right? One's the psycho, one's the freak. So they knew of her, too. Yep. So there you go. Let's talk about Laurie Strode. God damn it. Again, I just don't understand those those kids. It just, it just yeah. seems like, again, we're, I don't know. You, you know, it's the, uh, people are always going to kick a hornet's nest, I guess. Well, also, too, about those kids, uh, they had one girl that got a pretty good kill with the, with the truck later in the movie, uh, straight from the 80s, right? I mean, like, I mean, these kids were straight from the 80s. And I know that I'm stereotyping. I'm just saying, in traditional horror movie world, the band kids are not the bullies. I'm just saying. That's just no, no. You're, it, it, you're, I don't want to press on it too long, but I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's what the homage, especially again, the two people you're picking on is like the sister of a serial killer and no. the person, a uh, mass murderer. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm 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 being a dick. Uh, this this yeah, eight forty yeah. trilogy. Uh, Laurie Strode's not his sister. You. You pick on a person Sorry. who has killed a kid, a killer, and a freak whose family or, uh, you know, has a, a mass murderer tied to you, connected to you. Yeah, so, I was a dick. I'm sorry. It, it, but that's not, you're still nicer than those band kids. <laughs> no, it, it's just, it's one of the things, you know, you know, okay, you know how, like, how would you feel if I would say, Something that's completely wrong about uh, Game of Thrones. Oh man, that uh, that yellow wedding scene, son of a bitch, you know. Yeah. And it's you know, and um, everybody knows the lore that Laurie Strode is Michael's sister, uh, but this this does not follow that because in the very very first Halloween movie, uh, she's not his sister. So that's that's why, and it was kind of like eating at me. So I was being a jerk. I apologize. It, it, besides my point, though, Jordan, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like these, yeah, I get you. The the uh, ignorant kids chose to not just pick on the outcast, which I understand an outcast. Like if it was a person that you know did weird, creepy things, you know, and was alone all the time, rather than the person who or persons who are involved in murders, right? You know, maybe maybe don't pick those. You know, those fights. You know, just maybe not. You know, yeah. I'm gonna go to go to the bomb factory and you know, playing with everything on the line, and then oh, it blew up. I didn't see that coming. Like, Don't well, press the red button. Exactly. So, all right, all right. I've I've so, gone on, so, on that too long. 
Well, we well drawn on. Uh, Lori's like, but you know, they come Lori has back and they do it. Okay, go ahead. Well, we're going to talk about them coming back. So then you know, Lori has a pocket knife and she looks at Corey and she goes, "Are you going to do it or am I going to do it?" And she has him s- s- uh, slash the tires. Um, let's 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 move on about Lori. One last um, thing about the slashing yeah. of the tires. Can we yeah? Can we get that trope out of there? It is it is hard to slash a tire. It is hard to do it with that knife. Um, very, very difficult. And if you were to, with that knife, without cutting yourself, by the way, too, it would not be quiet. It would, you would make a louder noise. If uh, These are, as a movie trope that I, I just hate. I, I, I really do. Can it be done? Sure. You probably need a bigger knife, and you probably need to get a real good jab in there, too. You do it with the screwdriver a lot easier than you could with the knife, by the way. Um, because that sidewall, there's no steel belt, but it's, it's also, that's also a crime. If you do it like that, it's vandalism. If you wanted to really get away with it, you'd get some pliers and then just rip off the, the valve. That thing is just a thin rubber. You can just rip that thing off. All the air will come out. Nothing's destroyed. Uh, um, you get a flat tire. Just, just saying Hollywood, you know, if, if we're trying to be practical here. Like the the thing is to to remove the valve rather than to slash tires. Or for our, any uh troublesome uh, um, relationship person who got caught cheating or something. And Eric, Michael's been living in a sewer for four years. Okay. Yeah, that's that's. I picked quite a hill there, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, you did. Um. Okay, so I want to talk about Lori. What the fuck, man? Her daughter just got killed by the boogeyman. She seems four to be, years ago. She seems to be in better spirits. It's a nice day out, though, Jordan. So her hair is done. She's talking about her granddaughter showing. These are the words: "Show your tits." Like, what? Who is this woman? Two movies ago, she was a recluse shooting mannequins in her backyard, creating traps. Having surveillance up the ass, and now she's playing Susie Homemaker? Yeah, she's not going to let Michael decide her life, that she should be in fear and, you know, you know just yeah. you know, pick your words there. Yeah. Um, I would all, not they're all the like, same. I mean, you wouldn't. I wouldn't. Nobody, nobody would be like that four years after their child was murdered by the guy that tortured her 40 years ago. It's it just it's it's so it pisses me off. And all we have in the house is Karen's picture. And then at the end of the film, we see uh, you know the background of Lori's phone is Karen. Yeah, I'd be a mess, man. Probably just be drunk, like you know what I mean. Just just sitting there wasted away. Just I like... would be talking to my granddaughter the way she does. Oh my god, it just so pisses me off. Um, oh oh oh, it's been four years and she's writing her memoir. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, you know what? Like, okay, keep on going because the granddaughter yeah. her, uh, pissed me off in this character, too. She buys a house. 40 years ago, she gets stalked. Michael Myers kills her friends. She grows up. She has, I'm talking about Lori. She has two field marriages. She has Karen. The state takes away her daughter when she, the daughter's 12 years old. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, this whole woman's life has been devoted to this. And your daughter gets murdered. And then four years later, you get a nice new hairdo. You have your granddaughter live with you. You buy a house in the same town. I, I just, I don't understand the logic. Was it and the same house? 
No, here's the funny thing. They didn't say it in the movie because I, I watched it three times. Next to her, next to her house was this boarded up home. And I'm like, is that the Myers house? And that's what I was thinking is like, obviously same contractor. Like they all look built the same. So Right. But why would she be next to a boarded up house? I'm like, oh, my God. If, 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 if that's true, that's messed up. I mean, again, like this movie has so many great ideas. It's just if this was a part one, I could deal with it more. But having this be the ending of what we got previously pisses me off. Um, you know, so now Lori is flirting with Hawkins and uh, at the grocery store. And then another what the fuck moment. The lady, the old couple in the second movie who got the fluorescent bulb shoved in her throat. She's outside with her granddaughter or her daughter harassing Lori. This, the, the, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <clears throat> the uh, yeah, that, the, it, to ruin her good day as she was going out there feeling good after flirting, she right. gets the uh, uh, the the dose of reality that um, there was a family that lived the Next uh, yeah that that survived the attacks. Mm. Isn't that ridiculous? Because it was a married couple. She gets a fluorescent tube jammed through her throat, Eric. Yep. And she's sitting at the end of a table, gushing blood out of her jugular. And he's, she's watching Michael Myers stab after stab after stab on her husband. And then it's forgotten because she's clearly dead. But I guess in Eric's logic, no body, no death, because she pops up in this movie in a wheelchair with a big, huge scar on her neck. If you're going to introduce this character, David Gordon, I'm going to give you some free writing because I learned this in college. If you're going to introduce that character again in this movie to remind people about that, then she has to be there for a reason. You just don't introduce her once to give her a paycheck and move on. She has to be there at the end. She has to have a purpose. You make no goddamn sense. And that pisses me off. That scene doesn't make any sense. Well, it did that. I with, hated that. They did that a few different times in this movie. That they would highlight certain things that they didn't come back to. The chocolate milk, for example, um, which they showed Corey having a few times uh, at the beginning scene when he was babysitting. Uh, he, he went for the chocolate milk in their fridge. And then in the gas station, he went for the chocolate milk again. I don't know if there's supposed to be some sort of connection with his trauma, like a, the link. Uh, for it, but you, you know what I mean, because the the first, the only two times that you showed it were once before he killed a kid, and then second before he got bullied, um, and had some glass in his hand. So, uh, I, I mean, you, you know, like you did a, b a bad job of connecting the dots. You oh, put horrible. them out there, but it just didn't seem like right. like you were done completing it. It just like, well, why? Because in this character, it shows that obviously this town is still very much shook from the events that happened but again as the the day uh, halloween and everything else creeps closer and there's like no precautions and like one patrol car out you know on duty it's just like I, I, you know there's a history and you guys clearly have not forgotten it if you have characters in front of grocery stores reminding other characters about it but then you clearly have forgotten about it when you know everyone's just kind of out trick-or-treating and having fun like it's a normal a normal year and you kind of forget about everything well well this is kind of like this kind of like jaws right this is this is kind of like where um no matter what we're going to have the beaches opened 
Michael Myers is still out there. Nobody knows where he is. Did they mention at all about about copycats at all, or no? They just said he disappeared. But uh, a, not, after oh, the fact, oh. and after Halloween, uh, oh. that effect. Didn't they talk about there was like pranks or like people who were like playing? Uh, sure. Yeah, not yeah. necessarily copycats, but you know what I mean, like people trying to mess around. You know, obviously, if there are, you know, band kids being bullies, to people in. Uh, I guess you should probably lots out. Imagine the rest of the high school is probably not too far off from, you know, right. bullying is, is everyone else in the town as well too. Then there, right there, is the real villain of the movie. Is the high school? These well, kids the are being yeah. taught the wrong things, Jordan. Right. And Mike Myers is just here. To, he's the good guy in this. He's yeah. getting out there and he's putting all these kids in check. Uh, he's letting everyone know that listen. You gotta get in. You gotta go to bed. You know, on time. Brush your teeth. Eat your veggies. Or Mike's gonna come over here and kill you. Oh my god. Um, I want to talk about Allison because I don't want this to continue to go on and on and on because there's a lot that's gonna happen. I think I found the new meaning of the movie. Actually, yes, yes, you did. Um, Allison. So Eric, you and I were joined by Sarah. In 2021, 2022, I'm sorry, for our year of love retrospective, right? And we get to see a lot of couples, right? Yeah. A Allison and Corey is the worst couple I could ever imagine in cinema. I know that's ridiculous. I'm just saying. Like, Allison is a nurse at the hospital, and that's how she gets introduced to Corey because Lori brings him in from his cut hand, and you know she takes care of him, and she's immediately smitten, immediately. And she hints at in the film that he had trauma, I have trauma, we're going to be together. She she she's not trying to hang out with him. She's not trying to be cool with him. She's trying to marry him. Like, I'm dead serious, dude. I mean, like, she's in love with him. I hate this relationship. They go out dancing together for Halloween. He doesn't want to go out dancing. And then he, like, took X, I'm assuming, because he's rolling around the ground like a damn fool. It's just so it, – it took me out of the movie. It was like, oh, this is like one of those really, really bad indie rock videos from, like, the 2000s. Like, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, it reminded um, me of actually of a, of a music video, one of those horrible, like uh... – Oh, just the eighties. Well, it was it was reminding me of bad yeah, bad stuff. And then the mom of the little boy that Corey accidentally killed was of course at this random bar. Why not? And she's just like, I blame you for everything. He runs away. And uh he kind of tells Allison to fuck off, right? So then he's walking home and here come the band geeks again, and he stands up for himself, and the band geeks fight him a little bit and he gets pushed or he fell. Over the bridge, no broken bones, underneath the bridge, and he gets dragged into her sewer by an unnamed figure, Michael Myers. I went silent because I almost had a heart attack. Yeah. Michael Myers drags him into the sewer, Eric. Police didn't think to check there. No. Under um, the bridge where the homeless people live. Right. Michael Myers uh, grabs Corey's throat and uh, Corey looks wakes up and, and, and yeah. 
that's just it. That's the other weird thing is that okay, so Cory gets dragged into the the sewers. He wakes up in the sewers, and then on his way out, gets grabbed by by Michael Myers. Right? They like have Trent. Yeah. They have a moment um, together. Um, they hold hands. They make out. They have dinner. Um, he stays the night. They right. whole have embraced, and then Corey leaves um, with this new love uh, after the, the amazing night he had spent with Michael Myers. Um, yeah, we watched the same version. We did. So this is not Michael Myers' mo. Michael Myers does not take prisoners. Michael Myers does not kidnap. Michael Myers is a great white shark. He sees you. He kills you. Done. One of my favorite things about this trilogy was uh, the middle of Halloween 2018 when Michael finally is in Haddonfield. If you know this scene, I'm, you know what I'm talking about, where the camera was on a steady cam and it followed behind Michael and he went to house to house to house and he just started killing people for no fucking reason. That's what this son of a bitch does. Doesn't do it in this. So, yeah, I mean, they had this moment where they locked eyes and he lets him go. So now immediately – Corey has like this has a swagger about him. He's just like, oh, you know, something about me. Yeah, he's untouchable now. <clears throat> and and he goes to he stands outside Lori's house like Michael freaks her out. That's how she knows that he's evil. He stood outside the house looking up at the window. That's how she knew. I mean, y- yeah, you would say the same thing <sighs> if there was some dude doing the same thing. You know, and he comes inside. and It's like, hey, I'm here to pick up your daughter. Just like, uh, hell no, you're not. I saw, Alice, you, I saw you stand outside. Stand outside, touching your giblets. So they go to this diner, and Allison has this ex-boyfriend cop who comes over drunk. And again, the same thing. This is like the third time in the movie. Uh, excuse me, I'm with somebody. And the person looks, and they're like, oh, I know you. <laughs> you're that person. Like, shut up. Um, now we get into pissed off Jordan mode. Now we get into it. Corey lures the ex-boyfriend cop to Michael Myers, Michael Myers HQ and partner kills Doug, the ex-boyfriend. Yeah. I'm done, Eric. I, 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 I'm, I'm dude. I'm so done. I, I turned off the movie the first night that I watched it. I was like, I, 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 I'm going to tell Eric I can't review this. Like, Corey's holding this guy, Doug, right? And Michael's just stabbing the hell out of him, and he's, like, convulsing with orgasm pleasure, Michael is, because he's stabbing this guy. And then Corey escapes again? Like, that is not what happens. And then what, what, what even pisses me off more is that Corey is killing people that does him and Allison wrong. Allison was supposed to get this promotion. She does get the promotion at the at the at the hospital because her friend, the nurse, is also having an affair with the main doctor dude. So then Corey goes to the doctor dude's house, kills the doctor dude, and then Michael is there, Batman and Robin, to do another. Michael doesn't help people. He doesn't have a partner. Yeah. It's like it's like if Jaws is swimming and he's like, "Hey, Orca, the killer whale from the '80s, you want to come help me with this?" Yeah, Eric, yeah. Eric. So what the fuck, man? What I got from this was because of Corey's little one-liners, where he's like, "Show me, show me," or you know, he's basically convinced after the Michael Myers spirit got passed through him through their um, 
their love connection, that uh, he, Michael Myers, can... His secret is that he is able to, to regenerate uh, through every kill. So that's sure. the, that's his power. At least that's what I'm getting out of this, is that it, the more kills he gets, the stronger he becomes. Right. Um, and so that's kind of what was taken through Corey's interpretation. And so now he's thinking, oh, okay, well, I'll help you get some kills. You're going to get stronger. And in turn, I'll get stronger. And I think that house was the, the significance because his hand started to heal when um, the doctor and the, and the redhead were, were killed. When Corey's hand was... So there, there's his, his confidence is that, oh, okay, I, if I can kill people, I can become stronger, you know, get like Mike, you know, eat my Wheaties. And uh, that that's just kind of where we're at. It still doesn't explain um, the granddaughter, though. I, I still <clears throat> don't really understand a whole lot of uh, of her character. Like, your mom died. Yeah, your mom died four years ago. Your boyfriend also died. Remember at the end of Halloween Kills, her boyfriend gets his head completely right. turned around. I, I completely forgot about <clears throat> that guy. Right? His head got turned around. Her mom got killed. And... Girl, to the women that are out listening to the show right now, if you're dating a guy and he goes, I want to burn this place down, meaning the town, A, red flag, B, and if you say, yeah, as a joke, let's do it, and then he says, C, I'm going to light the match, run away, girl. Dude's crazy. Yeah, but she enables him. Is that, well, is she crazy too then? Like there's there's the continuation. She's not giving us she's not giving us reasons to be crazy. We don't see any psychological harm with her at all in this movie. It's like this everything that we're talking about seems to be pretty messed up. It's messed up that well. Here's the thing: is that I think she just wanted to help Corey. I think that she found Corey attractive. I think you know, like she wanted to be a part of him um, because they both suffered. But she acts. She doesn't act like a person whose boyfriend's head got completely twisted around and her mom got killed. The same night, minutes apart. She doesn't act. She has. She has no uh, remorse, no trauma. She has no nightmares. It's sickening. Corey takes her to the to the mansion where the little boy uh, was killed, and he explains uh, the whole thing and what happened. Also, Haddonfield has this thing where murders happen in houses. They don't demolish the houses. Four years later, the blood stain or clean it floors. Up. It's it's still there, right? So it's it's Halloween day. Right. And uh, Lori, Lori goes to the rich house. Corey's sleeping on this blood soaked floor and he has a conversation with her. And he's like, if nobody can have Allison, I'm sorry, if, if I can have her, nobody can have her. I'm crazy. And Lori's like, I know who you are. Oh, my God. Bullshit. Yeah, I she, she does the tough girl thing now. Like mm-hmm. she's like she's better, which is I, I guess your reasoning of why she's living so peacefully now because she's just kind of gone full crazy, where she's just gonna be like, fine, I, I've accepted death. I'll just wait for Michael to come around. I'm just gonna sit right. here with my with my with my coffee. Uh, well, you know, you know what I mean. Like she's just gonna in in full acceptance mode. So at this point, she's taking it into her own hands. She does the uh, intimidating kind of 
chair tactic there, and then, yeah, I mean, she tries to do her best, you know, stay away from my granddaughter, fully, um, you know, unaware that the granddaughter is just, like, enabling just as much. Oh, yeah, she's totally enabling, no, she's smitten. Oh, and also, too, later on that night, uh, before everything goes to shit, um, he takes... Corey takes Allison on the roof of the radio station that played a big part of this movie for some reason. Now, oh, yeah, because he wanted to climb the tower. Right, so I want to talk about this radio thing real quick. Um, in this trilogy, that radio tower is in all three movies a lot, just in the background. All right. And I don't know if that's supposed to mean something. But, you know, the DJ... Uh, was 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 rude to Corey, right? So boom, it's Halloween night, right? He's pissed off. He says to uh, Allison, "I'm going to pick you up at this time. We're going to get out of here." He goes back to the sewer, and he fights with Michael Myers and steals his mask. Yeah. What? Are you? Are why? How? How does this? Anyway, he dons the mask. Now I will give the movie this credit i thought Corey in the mask i thought it was great that's the praise i'll give the film i thought him walking around with the blue jumpsuit him with the mask doing the kills i thought they were good i am back now in halloween territory um i forgot it was Corey. you know what i mean oh yeah I, sure it was fine it was fine Let, let's let, i mean we're here talking about a slasher film it's an hour and 50 minutes we have 20 minutes to go in the film now we get kills. Get some good um, kills here. He goes. Um, he goes after the bullies. The bullies go to the junkyard. He what puts like a tie rod in one's eye. Kills the um, DJ. Yeah. Kills the DJ. Dude, that DJ was awesome. He slams his head, and then his teeth fall out. Yeah, Dude, that was great. That was, that was great. Cool. Kills the receptionist. Um, he that that one girl uh, was climbing in the junkyard. Was climbing on the. Um, fencing and he hits it with the truck and she's trapped underneath it you know i thought that was great yeah um his his stepfather accidentally gets shot in the head like great kills great kills that was a great touch that he did not kill his stepfather but uh right. at the same part i guess it would have made sense because it'd be a very michael myers thing to do right well the one guy home. who's helping him out you know yeah, he goes home and kills his mom well you knew that was going to happen as soon as she was hitting him I got a question about that before we get into the big ending of it. Is there sexual abuse between Corey and his mom? I I, I would not interpret it as such, but it's a it, it is an abusive relationship. Well, I, I will I will I'll, I'll explain to you why I thought that. Um, she kept on saying when when Lori originally came over to confront her about uh, their. But her granddaughter and his and, and her daughter uh, and his her son dating, um, she said Corey's a good-looking young man, and that's nothing that strange, right? Parents think the children are cute or whatever. But then she fights with Corey later in the movie. The mom does, and she grabs both sides of his head and she kisses him on the lips, and he backs away. And I'm just like, is that a, no? Is that a, no. I think that's just a mixed signal that that she gives off as a as a bad mom, you know, where it's just like, all right, she's she's loving one minute and then she's abusive the next, like okay, it's, it, just to show kind of how toxic it is. 
All right. So, it's, okay. I was just wondering because it's very strange for a parent to kiss their child on the lips. So I, so I was just like, okay. Not, not if you're Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, um, Lori. Okay, so now we're back at Lori's house. And Lori is drinking some wine or whiskey. Uh, she goes upstairs. She finishes her memoir. She... She lights up the the pumpkin. She grabs her gun out of her safe. She calls 911 and says, I want to report a suicide at her house. Lori's going to kill herself. This is the move. This is the part of the movie where we are supposed to the audience go, no, Lori, don't do it. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. I'm like, well, this is this is a trap. This is a trap. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I mean, like the way that it's written, it's supposed to make us audience members go, no. Right. So all of a sudden, uh, in the hallway behind the door, we hear a gunshot, and we think it's brains that are splattered. But no, it's orange. That means it was pumpkin. And then here comes Corey dressed as Michael, and then Lori looks at him and says, do you think I would really fucking kill myself? And shoots him in the shoulders, falls down, weak, weak. The only cool thing about this part, right, is that Allison's out trying to find Corey. And Corey says he has the knife in his hands, and he says to Lori, again, if I can't have her, no one can. And he stabs himself through the neck, as, and then he falls down. Lori says, you son of a bitch, takes the knife out, and that's when, and that's when Allison comes in. Perfect moment, right? Same thing because that happened to him, right? Where it's just same thing. Perfect timing. Right. Allison runs away. She's pissed off. And then all of a sudden, Lori notices the back door is open. Here we go, the showdown. We got the Queen versus Ripley, right? We yeah. got we got the moment. Michael grabs his mask, and we get a fight. I like the fight. I, I really like the fight. Also, I like how Michael twists uh, Corey's head all the way around when Corey again wakes up. This movie tells me one thing. If you get stabbed in the neck, you're going to live. Yep. It happened to Hawkins. It happened to the uh, lady with the fluorescent tube, and it and it also happened to to Corey. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, body can survive many a thing. Right, but isn't that the jugular? You, you believe doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I would. This is also like a spine there. Yeah, yeah, the because I believe there. Yeah, that's kind of vital. Anyway, Michael and Lori has a good fight. Eric, I know you're not a fan of this, but I mean, like, of this movie, uh, like I'm not, but. What do you think of the fight? The fight was good. I I I enjoyed the fight. I mean, at, at this point, I just want anything with with Mike Myers in it. To be honest, like I, I you know, like I've gotten so much movie without him that any part of him in it is just like, okay, good. I'm 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 awake again. Let's watch it. Uh, so yeah, obviously this is, you know, why I bought the ticket here is they want to see the showdown. Right. So she. Stabs Michael through the hand. She pins him down on her on her coffee through table. A, a lot of back and forth. Yes, right. Michael, and, who's, who's able to be super strong in every other instance, everywhere in the entire you know thirteen movie franchise, suddenly is unable to overpower a seventy three year old woman at night. Go right. ahead. Yes. Um. She takes his mask off. She gets the big butcher knife, slits his throat. He's bleeding out. Uh, he rips the, the knife from the middle of his hand. He grabs Lori. She's like, do it, Michael. Right? And then she has all these flashbacks for no reason. And then Allison comes in, 
breaks Michael's arm, right? And then that's when they take his arm out, slit his wrist, not for attention. I paid attention to that one. And Michael finally bleeds out. This is the moment of the movie where I call it, for me, the Daniel Craig Bond moment. That towards the end of No Time to Die, when it was time to die, when it was time to die, I, I didn't do it. It's just in my head. I said to myself in my head, thank you, Daniel Craig, meaning that I thought he did a great job as Bond. I enjoyed those movies. I'm a big Bond fan. So that was a moment to me that was earned. This is supposed to be that moment in this trilogy. They take Michael out. Here comes all these cops. Here comes all these people. Where were the town? The last movie was about the town. The town's not involved in this movie, right? And throughout the whole movie, they were harassing Corey. They were harassing Lori, right? Town was assholes to these people. All of a sudden, they all come together at the end, and they strap Michael's body on top of the car to a gremlin, right? And then we have our, 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 our funeral, if you will, through the town, and everybody has to stop and watch you know, kind of like how, like, uh, kind of like how a hometown hero soldier dies. You know, they have this huge parade uh, of this people. I just, I, oh my God, this was the moment where you're supposed to say thank you. Oh my God, this was so great. Thank you. This, this is supposed this, to be an emotional send off. Yeah, right. This is supposed to be an emotional moment. The emotion you got out of me was complete anger. And oh my God. So they take them back to the junkyard. So everything that oh, and the sheriff, the mayor. Uh, you know, everyone with uh, with the surprise look on their face is is coming out. They go to yes, they go to the junkyard where a massacre just happened. Right, just an hour ago. All the bodies are gone. All the bodies are gone. Pay no attention of the of the fat girl underneath the truck with her skull crushed in. Let's just forget about that. Just, just go over it. Just yeah, just go over over. And we're gonna throw Michael's body into the shredder. Because this is the only way to. Yeah. And, and um, Lori, that's it. I mean, this right. So then, so then, uh, cuts back to further in time, and Lori finished her memoir, and Allison is leaving Haddonfield, and she goes outside to meet Officer Hawkins, who dropped off a gift basket, and before he could leave, she says, "Tell me about cherry blossoms." Credits. Now. For those of you who think that we just lied for the past hour, uh, we did it. This happened. This yeah. happened. Um, Eric, I'm going to propose a brand new uh, popcorn rating today. Um, <laughs> my wife came up with this, and I agreed with her. I'm going to give this movie for our popcorn rating. I'm going to give this lower than a no bag. Wow. This is a this is a bag of kernels. It, it's not even popped. Who you hear that songbird? This is worse than songbird. This is a bag of kernels. This is probably the most disappointing film that I can remember in recent years. Ouch. Only just because of what I said. If this was part one of a planned trilogy and have this. Corey guy be a Darth Maul and go throughout the film and then him and Michael have a big thing at the end. Fine. But you don't have a friend. You don't have a trilogy where part one and part two happen in the same night and then completely rape your characters for four years afterwards. You just, you just don't do that. 
I mean, like, are you are you trying to be season the witch? Because guess what? Season the witch kind of killed the franchise for a while there, David Gordon Green. I mean, yeah, people love it now because it's silly and ridiculous, but back then it was hated because it's not a good movie. <laughs> for those of you, <clears throat> and I'm not gonna get into it, but for those of you who don't know a Halloween three season of the witch, an evil toy maker steals a piece of Stonehenge to create computer chips to put it in kids' Halloween masks to turn their faces into mush where bugs and insects come out of. Yeah. So congratulations, you made that movie. Uh, Michael Myers was in this movie for 10 minutes. Techno kind of in that, oh, in that yeah. whole realm. It's, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's beloved now because of how ridiculous it is. Um, and but, if that's what David Gordon Green is going off of, then yeah. fine. But this, but this is a bag of kernels because I'm disappointed. I mean, I mean, the, the, I'm just disappointed. I did not think with this title, uh, having Laurie Strode come back, all, all these different rants that I have, I, I'm so pissed off at David Gordon Green. Go back and make your highness too, you asshole. Thank you for ruining this trilogy. I hate this movie. Bag of kernels. I'd be down for your highness too. Eric, what is your popcorn rating for Halloween ends? Uh I'd probably go with the with the small, just because uh, like my expectations were low going into it, and it kind of already it kind of met that. So I, I'm not gonna say I was completely disappointed when it it kind of met the bar. Um, these movies are are good for kills. I don't expect a good story going into it, and sure enough, that's we did not get one. Uh, no. A lot of things weren't weren't answered. Uh, a lot more questions were were asked. Um, it just seems like everything was just kind of done sloppily. Not, not necessarily sloppily, um, but just kind of like thrown without caution. Like, just like, I oh, don't worry about it. Just, we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. And then, like, they never got there. Uh, it, it feels like it's um, more of like a fan film than it is an actual kind of a movie in the series. And... Uh, Again, not not from like quality, but just like out, out of story. It just seems like, well, why would that person do that? Uh, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. Let's just do it anyway. Um, I like the your suggestion, though. I, I think that if you were to take these three movies and put them into a different order, you would have a better trilogy, a more complete trilogy with um, a better story. I don't like how, yeah, the Michael Myers here seems to be kind of... Um, almost like walking through with a crutch and and I mean that metaphorically where he's unable to do really anything by himself he needs to have somebody kind of start it for him and uh this is him kind of just kind of recovering and it it doesn't he never had motive before so to to continue on that and but then just like give other people no motive as well too just seems to kind of be like well just because it worked for him doesn't mean it would work for everyone else. Like we're we're able to believe it for this faceless killer because he's a nobody. He is a shape. Whereas these other people, like they we they have origin. Like they have and you showed it in the movie, you know, you showed their trauma, you showed everything. So like you should expand off of, of that a bit more rather than just being like, uh, yeah, this person's uh, you know, family and boyfriend and friends were killed uh, four years ago. Uh, but you know, she's just gonna forget about that. Yeah, she'll forget about that. It, yeah. it just, it just seems just kind of like those details that would make a big difference in other movies 
just weren't in this one. Um, and so I think I would like to have seen it a, a bit more. Or, uh, again, just like you said, like a grand finale where Halloween ends is, this is the, the you know, the same Halloween night, and this is like... Um, the the end where the entire town is just like okay you you've got us all on alert and we're all on the hunt here and have mike just go on a rampage you know right uh until eventually like you know hawkins or uh jamie lee curtis or, or anyone you know has to go and make the final stand or maybe it's the daughter that has to you know the granddaughter that has to make the final stand. or maybe it's you know one character kind of ending it and then you can do uh, that send off everyone at the at the junkyard at the end because they've all just went through a hell of a night and everyone's right. up and everyone's alert everyone's uh you know waiting for uh for what's going to happen next that would make more sense but again right. we didn't we didn't get that um yeah. you you kill Laurie Strode's daughter like that is a big deal yeah and I, I just oh my god you know, and, and again, you could have. I was expecting uh, uh, Laurie Strode to do like the the doubles, the the sacrifice move, right? You know, which seems very fitting because in a franchise like this, you're not just saying goodbye to iconic character of Mike Myers, but you're also saying goodbye to uh, to to her character, who's been just as pivotal, or uh, just as a big character as everything as he has. So. Mm. It would have would have been nice, but no, they're alive. So I'm waiting for another Halloween movie where it's now that the secret's out that um, the killing made them powerful, him powerful. I I wonder if there's going to be like copycats, you know, like um, Halloween continues, and it's you know the the band geeks friends who you know saw what happened there and they have to you know uh, you know I, i'm not going to band camp this this year mom I, you know no more trumpet for me i'm going to stay home and learn how to kill like michael myers and um, yeah yeah Mark? so i don't know maybe just go fully stupid on this but uh just to close it i think there was a lot of parts they could have fixed but um i don't know what the decision was for why they kept a lot of it in there whether it was just because of budget, because of kill, because of a studio, or intention, um, but lying is is my conclusion. Any time that a movie comes out that doesn't have a book series attached to it, and the filmmaker says, "Oh, we have a planned trilogy," don't believe it. George Lucas said that. Spielberg has said that. Don't believe it. David Gordon Green said. The day after the box office success of 2018's Halloween, oh, there is a planned trilogy, and we're going to film two and three back to back. No, there was no planned trilogy. You know why? Because I watched the opening credits for the past three films. Guess how many writers are on Halloween 2018? Three. How many writers are on Halloween Kills? Three. How many writers are on Halloween Ends? Six. Yeah. So it's lies. And mark my words, this is the alien resurrection oh. of the franchise. You think so. that's the that maybe where it got it got butchered then was the was the the mock-ups from the other three writers that were put onto there that maybe the studio put on like hold on, pass it on to so and so and let them look at this and do some punch ups. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and yeah. then they and then in doing so they they cut out this or they cut out that or oh, yeah, I wonder yeah. if they illuminated characters because it seemed like if you could have 
repurposed some characters in this to redirect uh, yeah. a, a lot. Those band kids could have been, instead of like a bully, they could have uh, been more of like a sympathetic or helpful person. And um, the reason why you would do that is because instead of um, showing that they're just being kind of these, these bratty kids, and that way when they die, it's like, oh, well, you don't feel so bad. You're kind of cheering that they died. Like, yeah, yeah. Rather than uh, if they were to play a nicer role, it would show how evil the killer is because they're you're killing a nice person. Kind of like how we how we saw in Rob Zombie, uh, the Danny Trejo kill. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go back to that always because right. you could you you know it's it same for like a lot of other series too. The good person dies because of you know. It doesn't matter if you're good or bad because evil is evil and they're not going to care if you held the door open for them or not. No, and no, I agree. Yeah. Showing that I think would, would help the evil of the character rather than showing the justification of the kill. Yeah. Cause all he did was kill people that did him or Allison wrong. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's... it. He, he, he didn't go after anybody else. So frustrated as hell. Um, also, there weren't I, that many people. The, no. In the four years, it just seemed like maybe a few people recently that were that were kind of you know uh, talking back to him. And also, dude, like if you're getting put, like I, I don't know if this kid has ever been bullied before, but if you're getting in that parking lot, like you're older than these kids, just walk away, man. Like what the hell? Like why are you sitting there like entertaining it? Just 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 walk away, man. Like. Well, he's also 25 because the beginning of the movie where the little kid was accidentally killed, they said he was 21. And these bank kids are seniors. They're 18. He's 25 years old. Dude, yeah. Like, what the, just What person would just be like, all right, have bye, you know, just like, walk away rather than just being like, oh, what are you, what are you going to do? You know, it, it, it uh, go ahead. I, I, and I'm, then I'm also picking, I'm I going want, back to that scene yeah. again as if, like, that was the movie, the part that bothered well, awesome. me. Too, that we didn't uh, discuss, but one more thing before we close it out is um, Laurie Strode meets uh, the little kid's dad who dies at the beginning of the movie. And he was like, hey, I was going to talk to Corey. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I hate that scene, right? He talks, I'm going to talk to Corey and, you know, make amends. I know it was an accident. But then when I saw him walk in and he looked at my car, there was evil in his eyes. Like and it's just like, eyes. like a dull <laughs> Eric, this is why you and I are best friends, because I said that out loud when I watched this movie by myself yesterday. <laughs> I just, it reminded me of Quint so much. You said the same thing I did. So, yeah, um, everybody who was uh, who was who downloaded this episode, who was listening to this episode, number one, I want to apologize for my language. Uh, I was just, I'm just pissed off, you know, sometimes adults swear. So, you know, that's the way it is. Uh, number two, everybody knew right that i'm a halloween fan and everybody knew before you you download this episode that i was going to lose my shit so um there is a good movie here somewhere it just has to be figured out and this forever will be a bag of kernels um maybe 30 years from now when the younger generation discovers it and was like hey it's fun maybe but um right now uh, this is not how you end a trilogy um you have insulted me and you've insulted me as a fan of halloween so um, I'm very upset about it, and uh, hopefully next week the movie that we're going to watch will make me feel better. I doubt it because I don't know anything about this movie, so we'll figure you know, it out. Like, uh, so the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? Like, uh, equally as a dumb movie, bunch of 
you know, Gen Z or whatever kids move to an abandoned town and think they're going to change it and make their own like little whatever the hell it is. I get it, but again, it's a throwaway. That movie at least has a bloodbath in it, you know, to where I can forget all the dumb shit uh, about the story of like, oh, I shouldn't walk into this door, you know, it's not my house and I don't, you know, I've never invaded a home before, but I'll walk in anyway just because I bought a town uh, in that movie at least. But the, the you know, you know what I mean? Like the crescendo of it at least was, was just a madman killing a busload of people with a chainsaw. Right. Where is this, it had a serial killer on an island in the kitchen being bled. Right. And this is, yeah, man, this is, this is Jaws the Revenge. You know, like, this is like, what? The shark followed him from New York to the Bahamas? That's different bodies of water. What? It growls? (laughs) What? It's haunting her dreams? Here's an idea. Don't go in the water. You know, it's just stupid stuff. And then that's exactly what this is. Think of any franchise, any great franchise. Um, This is that in the franchise, man. Like, this this is your Jurassic World. This is your Jaws. This is your Alien Resurrection. Like, this is just... This is bad. This I, is this this is bad. The the you know, I, I I don't envy some of the writers. Well, actually, I do because I hear I read some of these stories and it's like, well, if that got approved and you got a paycheck, then I'm doing something wrong. You're telling right. me, yeah, that that there was a team, the team, by the way, Jordan, that wrote Jeepers Creepers two are living happier than we are, and it's just like I I read that story. We've we've seen it. It's just like. That shouldn't have been. An eighth grader could have done better, right? Yeah, we I, could I mean, have done just yeah. with an excuse to get down into the pit rather than just being like, "Oh, should I go?" And then they slide down into the tube. Hey, this is a medical waste runoff. I think I'm gonna go check it out. Wait right here. Well, I'll just be right wait. back. Um, you ever heard of um, uh, a producer called Dino De Laurentiis? Go ahead. Have you ever heard of him before? Um, not by name, but I'm sure if I look him okay. up. Okay, um, he is a guy that was famous for making every single Hannibal Lecter movie besides Silence of the Lambs. Sure. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because what's going to happen now is when Carpenter made the very first Halloween, his backer was this guy named Mustafa Akkad. And the reason why there were so many sequels was because Mustafa Akkad owned the rights to Halloween and Michael Myers, right? Okay? Okay. He died after the second Rob Zombie film came out. And his son owned the rights, Malik Makad, right? Malik Makad made a deal with Jason Blum to make these three movies, right? Okay. The deal is, after the end of this movie... All the rights go back to the Akkad family. And they are greedy, evil, sequel bait producers. So we will get somehow another crappy Halloween movie or a TV show Hulu exclusive because now it's going back into the Akkad family that has owned this thing since it first happened. His name's Malik Akkad. Malik Akkad, I believe, is his name. Yeah. That's the son. Jeez, it sounds. My little. Malitikakon, Malitikakon. I don't know. Is it from Children of the Corn 4? That's Malachi, Outlander. <laughs> we have your woman. So, yeah, no, I'm, we're ranting. Don't see the movie. 
Um, even if you're a fan, don't see the movie. Please don't. Um, there's, 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 there's nothing good to say about it. So bag of kernels for me, small bag of popcorn for Eric. Eric is not as vicious with it as I am, and that's okay. But next week, we will be coming back for another review of a superhero movie, so we'll see how that goes. Hey, make sure to go to movieguysspodcast.podbean.com. But like I always say, you don't do that because I don't do that. Not only am I a podcaster, but I listen to podcasts too. And I get it all on my phone, my iPhone, by the way. So go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, go to Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, wherever you can get podcasts from, we are on that platform. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this most recent episode. And we'll be back next Thursday for another awesome episode. Have a good night.